Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Peapod Mats. Peapod Mats are 100% leak-proof mats that make nighttime messes of all kinds easier to clean up. And today's episode is also brought to you by Rumina Nursingwear's Pump and Nurse Collection, all-in-one product that you can both breastfeed as well as pump hands-free in. And we will hear more from those sponsors after Diane shares with us the review of the week. And the review of the week is by Stimp364. And her review is titled Lactivists Unite. This podcast inspires and invigorates me every day. I have and continue to struggle in my breastfeeding journey, but made the decision to keep trying and dedicate myself to this relationship. Your podcast has offered so much insight, education, and pride for what we go through as breastfeeding moms. This podcast makes me proud to be a breastfeeding mama, and I want to share my story and struggles. And I love this because she's referring to this as her relationship. And that's what it is. You're, you're building a relationship with your baby. And that's amazing. So thank you, STEM364, for plugging thank away. Thank you. And keep trying and just, you know, like keep listening and we'll keep supporting you for sure. And you could be our review of the week, but you have to send us a review first because we can't just guess. So send us a <laughs> review of the week and we will read it. And we would love to talk about you on the air. And send us some ideas if you want to too let us know what you like and what are we gonna do today abby today is super exciting i'm talking to elizabeth from one ounce at a time she is lots of different things she is first of all one of the winners of our photo contest from a couple of months ago it's like the photo contest that'll never go away i know (laughs) It should never go away. These people are so bad. It is. It is so cool that we just can like keep it going for all this time. I know. And have these incredible episodes based on these parents. It's just so amazing. So she is her picture was the one where she was pumping in a stadium. And she is also the um, owner of One Ounce at a Time, which is an organization that does a ton of different things. Um, and we'll just get right to it because she explains it all and, uh, I hope you enjoy. I'm so excited. Cool. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really nice of you to take time out of your busy day to check, talk with us. Absolutely. Hi, Abby. Hi, mamas everywhere. So you are, first of all, one of the winners of our photo contest that we held a couple of months ago you were yes you were pumping in a giant stadium with like thousands of people around you yes I was really excited to um, submit that photo and just be a part of your photo contest that you put on and um, I was really just excited to share what breastfeeding in public looked like for me um, which right now is exclusively pumping and one of like the biggest crowds that I've ever pumped in before. That's awesome. Was it, didn't you say it was like Disney or? Yeah, it was at um, Disney World. We were at the Fantasmic show um, and I needed to pump. So uh, it was either go back home for the evening or stay and pump at the show. And how was it received? 
Um, there were, <laughs> I was pretty sly about it. I've <laughs> pumping in public and um, just kind of doing my thing. So um, there were a couple people around me that kind of, you know, noticed that something was a little off, but um, largely I, I don't think anyone noticed. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so true about so many, you know, especially, you know, pumping and breastfeeding, you know, you can be so um, nervous doing it in public. And a lot of times people don't even know you're doing it. Right, right. And I think, you know, um, I've been pumping for over four years now. And I think that, you know, maybe if it had been with my first child or um, maybe like the, one of the first times pumping in public, it would have been a little bit more nerve wracking, but I was kind of just my mindset was I really wanted to stay and watch the show. And I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't care what anyone else thinks about me. And, you know, I know I have rights and I know I'm protected. And I know that I had my little one with me and she wanted fresh milk. And I was just going to do my thing no matter what. Good. Good for you. And so what, um, what some people may or may not know is that you are the owner, creator, head badass, <laughs> However you want to call it, at one ounce at a time. Yes. Yes. So, so um, yeah. What, I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, what is it? What is it? What do you do there? So, one ounce at a time is a web page and a motherhood support community and um, public social media pages that I have founded and created. And, and really, it was in response to... Um, a video that I had come out about two years ago with 60 second documentaries and they had come to my house and just kind of uh, filmed like a sneak peek into my life with hyperlactation syndrome and that video has been seen over 145 million times all over the world and um, I my personal social media pages were were flooded with messages and mom seeking help and um, just people that were curious about what I do and how I do it and um, like just moms you know looking for advice or donor milk or you know anything and I was like well this is pretty overwhelming um, and I had thought about kind of closing my social media down for a little bit but then. I also saw, I'm kind of an empath, so I saw this huge need um, for support out there. Moms were looking for it, so I kind of took that opportunity and launched the social media pages one ounce at a time, and it's really just grown and flourished from there. That's amazing. That is really amazing. And you provide so much support to so many people, and it's true. There was this, there was this need because people didn't really know Sometimes people, you know, are, well, all the time, people are dismissed with their concerns. Like, well, I have so much milk, what's going on? And, um, you know, I don't know how to pump or any kind of concerns like this. And people are often dismissed or they don't know where to get resources. And so instead of kind of going away and you just kind of stepped up and decided to, to, to help. Right. I, I kind of, used that 60 second documentary and then um, a lot of the media and press afterwards to just kind of um, get, you know, not only my medical condition, it's, it's pretty rare. So there's, it's not going to necessarily relate to a lot of moms, but 
um, what was relatable was the struggles of breastfeeding and pumping and trying to figure out this whole motherhood thing in addition to breastfeeding. It's a, it's a whole nother, you know, beast after pregnancy. And I kind of just wanted to share my story and put it out there and, and kind of normalize, you know, not only, you know, continuing on the furtherment of normalized breastfeeding, but normalized milk sharing and normalized pumping in public as well. And um, so sharing my story in that capacity was really important to um, just really kind of get the message out there as, as, as broadly as possible. Right. Right. So, so tell us, tell us more about the medical condition that you're talking about. You said it's rare. What is it called? What is it? So it's called hyperlactation syndrome and it is a very rare medical condition in lactating mothers. Um, a lot of people, I think it's misdiagnosed a lot as well, just because a lot of people don't realize what it all entails. Um, essentially, my body produces, um, like my average daily amount currently is about 235 ounces. Um, and that's not milliliters, that is ounces per day. Um, and my body just kind of produces it and it feeds off of... Um, hormones that are being released, mainly prolactin. And it's not a matter of supply and demand where normal breastfeeding would be, um, you know, based on supply and demand, nursing, pumping. Um, and you can grow, you know, if you wanted to an oversupply with adding in nursing or pumping sessions. Um, but with hyperlactation syndrome, it's largely hormone driven. And my body will produce the breast milk regardless of the su supply and demand. So if I were not to pump or not to nurse, basically the milk glands in the breast tissue just will not stop producing the milk. And I could um, get extremely, extremely engorged, uh, end up with clogs, mastitis, or, you know, abscesses a lot faster than... Um, you know, maybe a mom with regular or even oversupply. Uh, so hyperlactation is, you, you can find out if you have it by getting your prolactin levels checked. Um, and then uh, it's also usually about if you're producing over maybe like 150, 160 ounces a day. Um, and then also just displaying a lot of um, other supply or other uh, indications that uh, severe oversupply moms might might have. So this is not your typical oversupply. This no. is not somebody who maybe started pumping really early and ended up, you know, producing more milk than she needed. This is no. a real. This is this is more than just more than you need. Right, right. When uh, so when I was pregnant with my firstborn. Um, I actually started leaking copious amounts of breast milk when I was about five to six months pregnant. I had no idea what was going on with my body. I was not pumping at that time, not hand expressing. My body was literally just leaking milk. Um, I was in school full time um, at that time. I was uh, studying healthcare, and I remember going to IKEA and buying those huge packs of washcloths and 
bringing a stack of maybe eight with me to class and just shoving them in my bra. I didn't know about, you know, breast pads. I didn't know about anything like that. I just knew that I was pregnant and my body was doing weird things. And it was really embarrassing, you know, at the time, you know, to not know what my body was doing and how to deal with that. Right. And so did the, at that point, did the doctors know something was unusual or did you ask? I think at that time, just being a new mom and just new to pregnancy and new to all of that stuff. And also in my class, um, I think I was like one of two females that were yeah. in the specific classes that I, were, I was in. Um, I was just really embarrassed about what my body was doing. Um, I did talk to my doctors about it, and I think that um, a few of them kind of brushed it off and thought maybe I was talking about milliliters, like I was getting mm. six, like dripping just six milliliters into a cup or something, and it wasn't. It would be like six ounces, and um, so I think that there was maybe a little bit of disbelief at first, um, but then at some appointments... Uh, I was working with midwives as well. I would, you know, show them like what what my freezers look like and and whatnot, and um, they would be very impressed. But um, nobody had really mentioned hyperlactation at that time. Um, just, you know, uh, lactation during pregnancy. I wonder how much they knew about hyperlactation. Not, no, yeah, not very much. Yeah, I, I wonder if they just didn't know. I don't, yeah, I, I look back and I, I, I don't feel like they knew a lot about it. Um, they weren't even the ones to diagnose with hyperlactation. That came from a specialist later on. Um, but I do remember, you know, it was, it was really amazing to be connected with midwives and stuff at the time because I would have all this milk and I could just bring it into my appointments and they would use it. Um, it was actually like a birthing center. They would use it. Um, and give it to many of the new moms and parents that had just given birth and were struggling with supply. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. And so you, so then you had, so this is your first pregnancy. Right. Yeah. How, how many pregnancies have you had? I've had two. Okay. And so you've just continued. Did you, con well, you said, so you've been had this for four, you've been pumping for four years. Yeah. So is that straight through the two children? I did. Yeah. So I did pump like halfway through, I started with a hand pump or hand expression, um, about halfway through my first pregnancy, just because, um, that was the midwife said it was fine to do. Uh, it wasn't causing contractions or anything like that. Uh, so I did start with just a, a hand pump at first. And then when I was pregnant with my second, uh, about a year and a half after the birth of my first, I did continue pumping all through that pregnancy. Um, it didn't cause any complications or anything. I did kind of try and like bring the supply down a little bit as much as I could physically, but um, I de yeah, I definitely I pumped through every single day of pregnancy. Uh, it was not fun. But I also had, you know, a young one that was still very much in love with her mommy, Milky. So that, that was the driving uh, force that, you know, kind of kept me going through that. And so, so when you had your first child and then you, then you, did you try breastfeeding? Yes, uh, I was, 
um, always going, I always knew that regardless, like when I was pregnant with my first, I knew that I wanted to try and be good at this, you know, breastfeeding thing. I had no idea how my body would react or respond. I was kind of excited at first to I, be leaking and know that, you know, I kind of have like, I should have, you know, good milk supply, but I also just didn't know anything about anything that I was dealing with, not breast pumps, not latch, not anything. And you can read books and you can attend classes. But um, I remember after giving birth, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to let her do the breast crawl and we're going to latch. She did have a really good latch, but I just remember her latching and um, it hurts. So, <laughs> it hurts so bad, not only from the latch, but um, I was, you know, still delivering the placenta and the uterus was contracting. And I was like, wait a second. I don't know if I can do this breastfeeding thing right now. Uh, but in the end, it all turned out okay. I did, I, I was able to nurse both my first and my second born. I think we kind of self-weaned about from, from actual nursing at about 11 to 12 months with both. Um, I know I was struggling with being touched out and gymnastics and teething plus pumping on top of that because um, I was dealing with all of this oversupply as well. So it was just a lot. And once I got to that year mark, I was like, we are going to need to transition to, you know, bottles or cups or something because I am very, 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 very touched out. And it was a difficult decision to make. The further postpartum I get, um, about a year ago, I was only producing about uh, maybe like 190 or 200 ounces a day. And I'm in the, in, the, in the next year, I have increased about you know 20 to 30 ounces a day. Um, but I also feel like that's because of the pump that I use. It's just really good at emptying the breast tissue. So I feel like it's just getting more out. Oh, okay. Well, I will be getting a lot of messages about what pump are you using? The <laughs> <laughs> <a> good one. <laughs> um, do, so, okay. So, so at what, at what point did you, at what point did that 60 second documentary was that what it was called? 60 Second? Yeah. So 60 Second Docs is a production company that does 60 second videos, essentially. Yeah. Short documentaries. So did, so when, when did that come out? What, what uh, around the time frame of all of, you know, your first, what, when did that come out? So that came out um, just shy of a, uh, a year and a half. It came out in September of 2017. Okay, so, so my uh, youngest was a year and a half at the time. Okay, okay, and so were you before that came out? You were having all of this milk, and you were storing it. Did you? What did you? What were you doing with it? Did did you start? You were just. How did you get into the whole donation? Did you start donating it then? I started donating shortly after the birth the birth of my firstborn, actually. Um, so I, a little backstory on me, I'm prior military, uh, United States Coast Guard, which is uh, the life-saving service, and um, I was, you know, part of search and rescue, I was part of um, federal law enforcement for the Coast Guard, and 
I did a lot of just giving back to the community at the time, uh, participating in um, any, you know, search and rescue cases that I could, uh, that kind of thing. And I was also really big into um, advocating for blood donation. And so every 56 days, I would be in the chair donating and encouraging others to do so. But then when I got pregnant with my firstborn, you can't donate while you're pregnant. So I started looking into other ways, you know, what I could do. Um, now that I was, you know, pregnant, going to have a baby, probably wouldn't want to donate um, blood like soon after birth either, just personal like preference, recovery and health. Um, so I started, I learned uh, about milk donation and had no idea that I would have hyperlactation, had no idea the amounts um, of milk that I would have, but I, I knew that I wanted to try and donate something if I could. So I already felt like I had the right kind of mindset to, to donate and then finding out that I had hyperlactation syndrome just really, you know, funneled into that and became <laughs> like mass donation. So I started donating very, very shortly after the birth of my firstborn. That's amazing because I feel like most people get involved in milk donation and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like most people get into it kind of accidentally. Like I didn't even really never thought about milk donation before I had kids. Didn't think much right. about breastfeeding or anything like that, but you, before you even had kids were thinking about milk donation. Yes. And, and breastfeeding. I just, and, I don't know. I'm re I've been a huge advocate for it. I knew that it was going to be amazing. I've, I've always been kind of in tune with my body and I just, uh, birth, breastfeeding and everything just fascinates me. So um, I didn't know, again, like I didn't know a lot about it. Um, and it was very much a learning experience. And at that time, you know, there wasn't a lot of motherhood groups on like Facebook or um, milk sharing groups, or those were just like in the baby stages. And so I didn't even know about them at the time. Um, and I just started with local donations off of social media. So just through my birthing center um, or, or, um, or like mom groups, going to your mom groups and, and finding out about it that way. Even the, um, I took Bradley method classes with my firstborn. And even in my Bradley classes, uh, I connected with a couple of parents in there and donated to them as well. And we will be right back with more from Elizabeth after a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Rumina Nursing Wear's Pump and Nurse Collection. Are you looking for a bra or tank top you can do both breastfeeding and hands-free pumping in? Don't want to completely disrobe to put on a different pumping top? Rumina Nursing Wear's Pump and Nurse Collection has helped thousands and thousands of breastfeeders reach their breastfeeding goals by offering all-in-one products that breastfeeders can easily nurse and pump hands-free in. With their simple hands-free pumping design, breastfeeders don't have to worry about disrobing completely or putting on additional pumping straps or tops. All of Rumina's products are comfortable to wear all day and supportive, for busy multitasking breastfeeders. Badass breastfeeding listeners can receive an exclusive 20% discount on Rumina's Pump and Nurse collection by visiting Rumina's website, pumpandnurse.com, and using promo code BB19. 
And today's episode is also brought to you by Peapod Mats. No more splashing in milk puddles throughout the night. Peapod mats are 100% leak-proof and super absorbent, making messes of all kinds, including those breast milk messes, easier to clean up. While Peapod mats' primary use is for bedwetting and incontinence, they are perfect for the breastfeeding parent. They are reusable, up to 500-plus washes, which is cheaper than buying those $10 or $20 plastic protectors you need to replace. They don't move and stay in place without flaps, straps, or Velcro, and no tucking or wrapping around the mattress. The mats are breathable and comfortable with no plastic crinkle sound or cold vinyl. Peapod mats are PVC, vinyl, and latex-free with a TPU waterproof coating that is a greener solution for the environment. Best part is, if you get a Peapod mat for breastfeeding, you can then use it for nighttime potty training. Use promo code BADASS20. For 20% off your order at peapodmats.com. That is P-E-A-P-O-D-M-A-T-S.com. And this code is valid through August 15th, 2019. And you can find all of the sponsor links, all of the promo codes, and all of our other resources at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, along with all of our other episodes as well as information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. And now, let's get back to Elizabeth from one ounce at a time. Oh, it, it's, it's completely unfathomable to me. I remember about four years ago, I was doing all of this milk donation and just kind of sharing on my personal Facebook page. And then um, it was always kind of a joke between my friends and I. Um, I guess someone had looked up the Guinness world record. And they were like, well, that could be you one day. And I had joked about it. But then like a year later, I had hit that number. um, That was the current Guinness world record. And then four years later, I've hit it four times over. Oh my God. Do they know? They they do know, but I'm still an active donor. So So uh, you can't, oh my God. Yeah. I'd be breaking my own record like on a (laughs) weekly basis. That's incredible. Yeah. So So you contacted the Guinness Book of World Records and they know about you. They're waiting for the final count. uh, They contacted me. I didn't contact them. They heard they heard about me. They heard about my story um, in the news outlets and, and, and things like that. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's so awesome. So so I'm so I'm sure that you're keeping track of how much you've donated and, and how much have you donated at this point? So we just um I had just hit a huge milestone about a month ago, I think. And the the New York Post, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but the New York Post released another documentary that they filmed in January of this year about uh, my milk donation. And in that video, we announced that I had hit 200,000 ounces donated. Jeez. Um, But now currently to date, it's about uh, 215,000 ounces. I can't even, I can't even imagine in my brain what that looks like. It's, I mean, you haven't had 215,000 ounces in one spot, so. No. And I, I always try and convert it, like my mind can't fathom that amount, yeah. so I always try and convert it to gallons, Yeah, and um, that's going to be over 1,500 
gallons oh of breast milk, which then I can't even fathom. So now I need to figure out how much fits into one of those huge like tanker trucks <laughs> and kind of like yes. give myself a new visual. So have you figured that out? Because I would have been on that already. Are you? Not yet. No, yeah, I should okay. be on like right after we get off of this, I'm gonna How much, <laughs> look it up. How much liquid does a fuel tangle truck hold? <laughs> That's what we need to Google. I had tried to make a graph one time where I had taken a clip art of a milk gallon and then multiplied it by how many, but they all ended up to be like little tiny dots. And oh, I'm like, yeah. I can't share a picture of all these little dots. Right. It doesn't even look like it anymore. Wow. <laughs> So how do you, so, so you have so much milk that you're donating to so many people. So how are you contacting people now? And are you, how are you getting it all shipped to everybody? Cause that sounds like a full-time job in and of itself. Oh, it definitely is. So because of these news stories, I've definitely had so many people reach out to me. And unfortunately, like while I would love to feed all the babies, it's physically not possible. So really I just kind of um, spread the message of milk sharing and it's really, you know, touched and encouraged others or just kind of let others know that they can do that. So that's, that's my bigger message. But for my personal milk donations, um, there's never like, (laughs) if there was a waiting list, it would be thousands long. Right. Um, I definitely get contacted um, several times a day from all over the world for milk donation. And um, I kind of just, you know, I have people that I connect with and there's never been, you know, set qualifications. There's never been, you know, there's, there's always going to be incredible stories or heartbreaking stories or medical necessity or all of these different situations or reasons. And I am all, I'm often asked, you know, like, how do you choose your recipients? And there's no set answer. There's no, I feel like there's no situation that's better than another or, or anything like that. It's kind of just what my heart tells me to do. Um, but now that, you know, uh, my oldest is four and a half and my youngest is two and a half and, um, they're very involved with the donation process as well from like packing coolers to, Um, helping like take breast milk bags out of the boxes to like any little project that they want to help to do. um, I let them help. And so now they can kind of help, you know, pick recipients Um, and we'll talk about their stories and we'll we'll talk about, um, you know, if it would be shipped to them or, and and I'm sure like they don't have a huge understanding of it, but um, the bottom line is like they help pick the recipients now and it's just kind of about it's kind of about like what feels what feels right or what feels good or you know making sure that um you know it's it's going to someone that definitely needs it and would benefit from it yeah that must be really difficult so you so you probably you get is that what you get contacted the most about no, actually. Um, well, I mean, I do get t- uh, contacted about that a lot, but I, I also get contacted about um, just, you know, a lot of support questions on, you know, how to increase supply or um, questions about supplements or questions about pumps or, or pumping products, that kind of thing. Uh, just because they want to know like what I use, they want to know what I recommend. 
Um, so I would say like those questions are pretty, just because I'm so open about what I do and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and of course, many of these moms know that I can't supply to everyone. Um, but I would say like, you know, donor requests are, are pretty high up there with um, just moms that are needing, you know, support as well. Yeah, I can, I can definitely imagine that. And you, do you have any help with these messages? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have an amazing team. One ounce at a time has just grown organically over the last uh, year and a half now. Um, I think across all social media platforms, we have about 50,000 active mamas in the community. And I have a team, a very small team on Instagram and a bigger team on Facebook um, that helps run all of the different um, groups that we have going. We have like a relactation group. We have a donor support group. We have a regular um, support group, an off-topic chat group. Um, and then we're opening up milk sharing pages and a pregnancy group and probably a surrogacy group as well. Wow. So I have a team of, I think, 16 mamas right now that kind of help run everything. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for all of that that you do. Yeah, thank you. Because I know that it's hard. I know that it's hard to to spend all of your time doing that. And, um, you know, you're not getting anything out of it except for really helping people. I love it, though. And my team is, too. We're all volunteers. It's completely volunteer. Um, And we all are very passionate about what we do. We're all very passionate about supporting moms. Many of us have incredible stories of, you know, overcoming adversity with breastfeeding or pumping or, you know, um, maybe even losing, uh, losing a pregnancy and pumping after a loss. Uh, we just have, the team is, I've always just uh, looked like a step back and just looked at the diversity that's there and just been very thankful for, you know, everyone that has stepped in and stepped up and the difference and the impact that they're making because the breastfeeding world is the support world I feel is pretty small. And I wish that there was more out there and and more that I could do on a daily basis as well. And we just, it's so needed. There's never going to be enough of it out there. That's true. That's true. Cause there, there's also, and there's so much misinformation that's that's out there that's confusing you know there's a lack of support and then and then there's all of this misinformation that yeah then just muddles the waters and um it just needs to die the, the bad information just needs to die it needs to die already yeah yeah i agree yeah uh well thank you for <laughs> pushing back against it because that's a really really big thing to do absolutely and i and i have to say like Grow, like coming c- coming out with one ounce at a time and um yeah i was very influenced you know by pages like of course you the badass breastfeeder um breastfeeding mama talk um as a smaller you know breastfeeding support page um i grew up in your circles and and learning and becoming empowered and just i don't care what society thinks and um, I'm just going to be me. And by being me, it will also inspire and empower others. So it will. That's true. That's true. 
I, I have a question. So you, you, I don't know this, but I imagine that you don't plan to do this forever. That at some point you will not want to lactate anymore. Yeah. That, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> do you, so is there, because so from what I'm understanding is that, is that your body is just making this kind of against your will. You know, it's like you said, it's not supply and demand. It's kind of just coming. It's making it at its own pace. Right. How would you stop? Is there, is there, have you thought about, because it sounds like it would be a little different from your situation. Stopping weaning from the pump would be a little different than somebody else who could just kind of maybe take away some pump sessions and kind of slow the milk production. Right. I think that my situation is definitely going to be a little bit different. Um, I have, you know, played around, not played around with, but, um, experimented with the medications my doctor has recommended, um, to take when it comes time to wean down. And I think, and I make sure to say this in all of my videos and all of my articles, like, you know, the number one recipients of my breast milk is my children. Both my four and a half year old and two and a half year old are still drinking mommy's milk. Um, still request, still requesting it. And, um, you know, they come first. So it's kind of, I'm not quite ready to wean down yet. And it's not my own personal, you know, selfish reasons. It's really because my children are not ready to stop yet. Um, but I, I do know like at two and a half years postpartum, you know, I'll, I'll be very honest. My body is very tired. Um, and it's very taxing mentally and physically. And, um, I know I'm looking forward to stopping eventually for sure. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, that will be the end of the story. I think, you know, personally, my plans are, um, I've been moving forward with, uh, surrogacy to, um, potentially become a gestational surrogate carrier for, um, someone or a couple that, that cannot have children of their own. And I think after a surrogacy journey, I would probably donate as well. Um, so, but in order to start that, weaning would have to happen. And I'm okay with that. That's amazing. Yeah. So what do you want uh, people to know about you, about your story, about breastfeeding, about pumping? Anything like that? I want people to not compare their journey to mine just because mine is so left field and it, it, it's, a, it's a serious medical condition. And even with my stories and documentaries that have been out there, um, I always, you know, I wish that they would put in there and I ask them to put in there sometimes that you know, I have a serious medical condition and this is not the norm. This is not even remotely the norm. Um, and that's also a difficult point, you know, that I feel I need to constantly make on my own social media pages um, to not compare and to be very proud of your journey, to love your journey, no matter what it looks like, no matter how big or how small. And, um, you know, because not not loving what you are able to do will just cause a lot of stress and doubt and 
that is not the purpose of one ounce at a time. That is not the purpose of me sharing my story. Um, I want moms to be very empowered and, you know, just very strong and believe in themselves and just really love your journey and love, you know, what you're able to do. That our worth as mothers is not measured in ounces. And um, when it comes to pumping, like pumping is my specialty. It's what I talk about more so on my social media versus nursing, even though um, we definitely discuss nursing as well. But when it comes to pumping, make sure that you have amazing equipment. Make sure that your flange size is correct. Make sure that you are hands-on with pumping um, and hand expression. And all of these things, they're difficult to learn, especially for new, for new moms, um, just di diving into it. And I think that's one reason I'm so passionate about pumping moms um, is I know how hard I struggled and had everything wrong. So... Um, I know like that is one thing that I can definitely make a difference with is, is helping uh, pumping moms. And also, what was my last point? I just told my little one to go back upstairs. Mommy wasn't <laughs> <done> yet. <laughs> That's okay. We can cut that right out. <laughs> um, but also find your community find people that support you no matter what even if it's not your spouse you know find your friend that's in it till you know you die basically or find your motherhood community find your mom group find your facebook group and you know just reach out in the high times and the low times and um you know support others and be supported yourself i feel like Breastfeeding, motherhood, pumping, it's all so isolating. And at the very least, I'm very thankful for social media outlets where you can kind of just connect with other moms and um, feel supported, even if you don't have it in your own house. I love that. Pumping is so hard. I, I'm, there's like an art to pumping and <laughs> I'm just not a talented artist. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just hard. so difficult. And thank you so much for giving all that pumping, you know, advice and tips and, you know, helping people learn how to do that. Because, you know, when you first hook up that pump and, you're, and no, no milk comes out, I mean, that is just panic beyond any panic. Right. Right. And, and yeah, I can't even, we could have a whole podcast on pump, just like pumping. Like you have a whole series on just pumping. Well, uh, Elizabeth, I think we should do that. I am on board for that. <laughs> that is what I'm so passionate about for sure. Oh, well, yeah. let's do it. We'll schedule All right. it. All right. <laughs> I want to say thank you to you and I want to say thank you for your service. And I want to say thank you for your donations and thank you for all of the help that you have given moms you know, throughout this process of you becoming such a, so much in the eye of the public, right. you've really taken it and just given so much back. I feel like this is, this is my little niche in life right now. And this is kind of my way of giving back and just participating in humanity and staying out of politics and staying out of things that bring you down. Um, helping mothers really brings me joy 
and um, seeing the success and seeing, you know, the difference, the impact that I'm making, even if it's so, so, so tiny, um, really just makes me feel amazing, makes me feel like, you know, you know, I'm making a, a small little impact on this world. You're making a huge impact on this world and don't ever forget that. Well, thank you. I really, I really appreciate you having me on and just sharing my story and, and talking about all of this. Now, so I really appreciate you and, and everything that you have been doing as well. Well, thank you. Um, where can people find you? Where can people, so I've already, cause you listed a whole bunch of things before. And so if you're listening and you sit and you're thinking, oh my God, I want to find that group. Don't worry. We're going to put all of the links on our Facebook page, on our website, along with this and the podcast. Okay. Um, so if you, you know, does that sound good? Can we do that? So everybody yeah, can find yeah, all your definitely. things, but definitely. mainly we find you at Instagram and Facebook, right? Right. And if you just go to uh, one ounce at a time.com, um, the website, when this goes up is I think just going through a little bit of rebranding. We just changed, um, our logo. We added, let me just like throw this in here really quick. Yeah. We just changed our logo because, um, the one ounce at a time logo was, was largely pumping related. And many of my followers are just nursing moms. And I, um, drew a mom and a nursing baby and placed it inside the pumping flange to not only symbolize that pumping is breastfeeding too, but also be more inclusive to nursing mamas as well. Um, so the new logo is at oneouncedtime.com and of course on the social media channels. And um, from that website, I think it should have all the links to social media channels as well. Oh, awesome. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we will definitely have you back so we can have those episodes on, you know, on all of your expert knowledge on pumping. I would love to share that. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. Isn't she just amazing? It is just like, it is unbelievable, the stuff that she's doing. I know. She is just so inspiring. And I hope that all of you loved her as much as we did. Yeah, and I really do hope that the stories that are coming out from all these mothers that are just, you know, the challenges and the things that they were really proud of and the things that they did and, you know, what happened with their breastfeeding relationship. I hope it is inspiring and motivating for everybody because these you are all just amazing. This is just unbelievable. The stories we hear. Really. And, you know, we are highlighting people on this on this um, podcast, but really every single one of you who's listening could be one of these amazing episodes. You're all so unique and amazing and powerful and empowering and inspiring. Oh, my God. Yes. So much. So. And we'll we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.